Hello there, I'm Kiosa Ronin Beatmaker, and welcome to Lounge Ronin, all things, everything. To learn more about myself and how you can support Lounge Ronin, head over to my Patreon page at Ronin Art and Music. If you're interested in reaching out, follow me on social media, on Twitter, Ronin Art and Music, or at me at Kios Ronin, K-O-I-O-S-R-O-N-I-N. On Instagram, follow me at RoninArt underscore music. And if you prefer, hit me up at my email at RoninArtAndMusic09 at gmail.com. And if you're listening to this on your preferred streaming service, please make sure to subscribe. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, leave a comment and a review, and slap that notification bell. On Apple Podcasts, Please make sure to subscribe, rate the podcast, and leave a review as this will help me and the podcast grow. Stay positive, stay focused, stay true, and much love. Hello there, I'm Kyo Saroni Beatmaker, and welcome to Lounge Ronin. All things, everything. And on this episode, we're going to discuss artificial intelligence kidnaps being girl. But before we get into it, please... Make sure to hit that like button and to subscribe if you're new to the channel and share the live stream. And please make sure to leave your thoughts in the comment section down below. Now, let's get into it. Last night, I was listening to a live stream debate. Shout out to Hotep Jesus. And uh, he was speaking with a, a um, software engineer. I apologize. I cannot recall his name at the moment. And they were just talking about the morals and ethics of artificial intelligence and the use of it by humans. And I I found it very illuminating and interesting because I have been debating on dabbing my toes into using artificial intelligence myself. And when I came across this story, Synchronicity was speaking to me, and it felt appropriate to share my thoughts and read the article and see what you guys think. But one thing that... I think was really, excuse me, illuminating and something that I, um, before we get into the article I'm going to talk about is, you know, the morals and ethics of AI, because that's something that I have been kind of dealing with myself personally. And I find it, you know, 
we're we're at a we're at a point in our life where we are essentially cyborgs, many of us. You know, if you have a a cell phone, it is essentially, you know, you're a cyborg. It, it's an extension of who you are, your personality. You know, you look at our, you know, the phone cases that we have. You know, everyone has, you know, not everyone, but most people have different types of phone cases that are extension of their personality. Your screen, home screen is an extension of your personality, all of it. The type of apps, what, what you use it for. So, you know, we, and it is in many ways a little bit of, you know, it's basic AI in terms of Google Maps and using the um, the filters. That was something that they kind of talked about. And I was thinking, yeah, you know, it, it does become uncanny and dangerous the further we use um AI and the further it becomes indistinguishable between um the human touch and the artificial touch and i look at that towards you know you um you know you look at um mid journey the AR program something I myself have been debating on experimenting with and, and using. And it made me think about uh, this video I saw the other day of these, you know, there are Japanese girls and uh, it was like a slideshow of these thick Japanese or, you know, Asian girls. And then I, I as I was looking at, it, I'm like, wait a minute. And then I, I looked at the, uh, the title and it said AI and I was like, oh my lord. Because I, I knew as I started looking at it, I'm like, there's something off about these girls. And I and I think that's that, you know, that uncanny valley where it, it becomes and the way I describe it, and I and the reason why I'm bringing this up is because, you know, I think this is some of the one of the the dangers of AI is how it in many ways will dehumanize our interactions with each other, but humanize our interactions with uh, AI and technology. I think that's something that's going to be very prevalent and something that you're already seeing going on and something that they kind of talked about last night in the debate. And I showed this to the Hotep last night on Twitter. I posted, I tagged him in it, but I'm going to show it to you guys because I think it's very telling. Well, I think you guys can see it pretty clearly. Uh, Chatfished, lonely men on Reddit are tricked into paying for 
nude images of a busty AI generated woman in sexy school uniform named Claudia. Now, uh, this is a, this is an issue I feel. Um, I mean, let's, let's see what the post says down below here. Um, damn, this post is hot as F. Can I DM you? Maybe we can talk about some pics or a vid of it. Of, uh, or a vid of it, I would pay, of course. Yeah, you can DM me. And she's not even real. She's not real. And here's the thing, you know, it says on there, and 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 I, maybe I might do a, a separate live stream about this. And I think I will. But I just wanted to bring this up. And I'm going to note it in myself. I'm going to write it down, actually, right now. Okay. So I just wanted to show you guys that because I, I think it's very telling of the kind of world we're going to be heading towards. And um, not only that, uh, it, it's, it's not only is it, it's becoming uncanny and it's becoming dangerous. And, uh, but, you know, I don't know you know, we as individuals are going to have to do our own individual research and, and reflection on what, you know, what AI and what that kind of technology means for us. And, you know, and I, and I don't mean think into the future where, you know, robots are doing backflips and, and giving us hand jobs. <laughs> I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about right now within reason of what we're capable of doing with the technology that that we have and the technology that we're allowed to have and the technology that is presented to us because you know let's let's be real here <laughs> so that's something that i think we're all going to have to think about and considering the fact we already use ai and it's kind of very basic you know you as a person you know how are you going to use ai how is it going to be influence or effective in your life. These are things that we all are going to have to think about and essentially kind of, you know, reevaluate technology. You know, I, I try not to use my phone so much for social media and things like that only within reason. Actually, to be honest with you, I have no social media apps on my phone. I don't even have it on my iPad. I use it all on my computer. Uh, that way, I'm not getting attached to scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. It's on my computer, so I have to get up and go to my computer. And there's only so long that I'm on Twitter that I end up being like, oh, I need to do that. Oh, I want to start working on this project. So we as, as individuals, we're going to have to kind of really think about how we want technology to um, upgrade our life and our capabilities but not take away from our humanity. So that's something for us all to kind of think about and to reflect on. But uh, let's get into this story about the artificial intelligence that kidnapped a teen girl.
Yes, yes. The uh... realtor.com. So many houses for sale. I had to uh, embellish a little bit on the title. All right. This article is uh, is ran by Ben Coast. I mean, Ben Cost. Uh, April 12th, 2023, 10.31 a.m. AI clones teen girl's voice in $1 million kidnapping scam. I've got your daughter. <laughs> Let me see. Maybe I can do it in a better way. I've got your daughter. Maybe I can do it in like Theory's voice. I've got your daughter. Yeah, I think that's better. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> All right. It was a dead ringer for her daughter. <sighs> yeah, I guess that was funny. <laughs> Artificial intelligence has taken phone scams to a frightening new level. An Arizona mom claims that scammers use AI to clone her daughter's voice so they could demand $1 million ransom from her as a part as a part of terrifying new voice scheme. I never doubted for a second it was her, distraught mother Jennifer DiStefano told uh, YKYT while recalling the bone-chilling incident. That's the freaky part that really got me to my core. This bombshell, hold on. I never doubted for a second it was her. Oof. And you see that right there. Like, see, this is, I think this is what, I, I want to get, I want to get his name down. God, I, I apologize. I want to get that software engineer's name down. Cyprin, yeah, uh, Cyprin, yeah, um, and I think this is something that he was talking about in terms of one of the dangers is, you know, is people using AI for, you know, very nefarious reasons. And I think even, you know, Hotep, you know, made the point that, yeah, that's going to happen. Um, and I mean, this is, you know, pretty nefarious in and of itself, but it it, it goes to the point of where, I mean, just this was used for a scam. But imagine someone who was vindictive. Imagine someone who wanted to stalk or harass somebody. Imagine someone who wanted to use this type of um, methodology to coerce people into doing things or reacting in ways that. Uh, could cause harm to people i mean there 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 was that article in that story about um an ai that convinced this guy to um to exit stage left to uh take himself to the pearly gates uh to walk himself to the river sticks because of climate change uh, 
And he left behind a wife and kids because of an AI. You know, this is um, this is that uncanny valley. This is where it, it gets to become very difficult to distinguish. You know, is there a ghost in the machine? And I think that's another aspect of things that's getting hard for us to navigate. You know, this poor mother, she never doubted that it was not her daughter. So, you know, and, and think of the wording that was used in the title, cloned. You know, what, what does that mean? Does, does that mean that now there is a, a, a version of her daughter out there within the ether of, of uh, technology? This is something that we all need to take into serious consideration, especially when it comes to um, the, AI, the AI art. But let's continue. I don't want to, the conversation that I really have that I'm thinking of, I'm, I'm going to, I'm actually, I'm going to write that down as well. Okay, so let's continue. This bombshell comes amid a rise in caller ID spoofing schemes, which scammers claim they've taken the recipient's relative hostage and will then harm them if they aren't paid in specified amount of money. The Scottsdale, Arizona resident recounted how she received a call from an unfamiliar phone number, which she almost let go to voicemail. Then Stefano remembered that her 15-year-old daughter, Bree, was on a ski trip, so she answered the call to make sure nothing was amiss. That simple decision would turn her entire life upside down. I picked up the phone, and I hear my daughter's voice, and it says, Mom, He's sobbing. The petrified parent described. I said, what happened? And she said, mom, I messed up. And she's sobbing and crying. That's the mom on the right. And that is the daughter on the left. Yeah. Okay. Pretty woman. Very pretty. Her confusion quickly turned to terror after she heard a man's voice tell Bree to put her head back and lie down. This man gets on the phone and he's like, listen here, I've got your daughter. Stefano explained, adding that the man described exactly how things would go down. This is crazy. You call the police, you call anybody, I'm going to pop her so full of drugs. The mysterious caller threatened her Stefano who was shaking at the time, I'm going to have my way with her and I'm going to drop her off in Mexico. (laughs) 
All the while, she could hear her daughter in the background pleading, Help me, mom. Please help me. Help me. And I'm bawling. That's when Bree's fox kidnapper demanded the ransom. He initially asked for a million, but then lowered the figure to 50000 after Stefano said she didn't have the money. The nightmare finally ended after the terrified parent who was at her other daughter's studio at the time received help from one of the fellow, her fellow moms. After calling 911 and Stefano's husband, they confirmed that Brie was safe and sound on her skiing incursion. However, for the entire call, she was convinced that her daughter was in peril. It was completely her voice to Arizona, uh, the Arizonian, Arizona, the Arizonian described. That's a weird way of, of writing it. It was her inflection. It was the way she would have cried. Oh my God. So the, the AI voice even got down, it even mimicked how she would cry. Like, think about that for a second. It even copied the way her daughter cries, those little subtleties in, in a way that her daughter cries, a way that a, only a, a mother or a father would be able to uh, grasp and comprehend and know that that's their their child. That's very, very, um, that's scary. It makes you, like, how? Where did it, where was it able to comprehend and get that type of data and information regarding the way, oh my gosh. Okay, okay, let's keep going. Because this is this is wild. Okay, th th this is this is absolutely wild. All right, how? Um, okay, as it turned out, her her progeny never said any of it, and the voice was devised via AI simulation, like a case of long distance uh, ventriloquism. a really bad scam that I experienced today. I don't know if you can tell, I've been crying all morning. So I was awoken this morning at 7.20 a.m. roughly um, to a phone call from my sister. Like it was her contact. It was her face that popped up on my phone. It looked exactly like my sister was calling. So I answered it and it was a man's voice on the other end screaming at me telling me, you're not going to call anyone else. You're not going to call the police. You're not going to talk to anyone. I have your sister. And like, this sounds, it's so hard for me to describe to you how real this all sounded. Like, I'm not an idiot. I'm so good at spotting phishing emails. I'm so good at getting, at spotting spam calls. I never fall for anything. And this was like the realest scariest moment of my entire life, literally. And the guy was screaming at me. He sounded completely unhinged. He sounded crazy. He, I heard muffled sobs in the background that sounded like a woman's voice. So of course I was like, oh my God, that's my sister. I fully 100% believed that this was real. 
especially since it was her contact that popped up on my phone. It wasn't some random number. So anyways, I end up talking to this guy for like 15 minutes. I'm trying to calm him down. I'm having like small talk with him and I end up sending him money. And what's weird about it too is it's not like he was like, send me $1,500 in gift cards. It wasn't like that. He was like, I need you to send me money. I need to get home. I just got out of jail. I'm just trying to get home. I'm not a bad person. He was saying he started crying. Like, legit. There was even one point. This is the part that still gives me chills and makes me really scared. There was one point I heard a sob in the background and the guy said, listen, you need to calm down. You're going to hurt yourself. I'm going to get money from your sister and then everything's going to be fine. I'm going to let you go. Like, so luckily I wasn't home alone. My mom happened to be in town visiting. When I first got the call, I ran downstairs and woke her up, but silently because the guy was telling me not to tell anyone. And so she called the police And then I took the call outside on my front porch because I didn't want the guy to hear any background noise. I was terrified that he was going to kill my sister. So my mom called the police. Then she called my sister's actual number and my little sister picked up. So anyway, we realized my sister was okay and that was all good. But um, this was really, really scary. Like it felt so real that I'm not kidding. I'm traumatized and I'm worried about PTSD. I'm not kidding. If you get a call like this, I read that it's recommended that you hang up and then immediately call back because it'll call your actual contact. Wow. This is crazy. This is crazy. And I think this is what, um, what he, man, his name literally just slipped my brain. Um, the software engineer was talking about because this is crazy. This is very dangerous stuff. Whew. That's wild. I don't even I don't even know what to say about that. But let's let's keep going. The identity of the cybernetic catfish is unknown at this time, but computer science experts say that voice cloning tech has evolved to the point that someone's tone manner of speaking can be recreated from the briefest of sound bites. Jesus Christ. Oh my gosh. So even for me, I mean, I'm sure people have seen those, those, those AI videos where it's like Joe Rogan having a conversation with Steve Jobs and it sounds like they're having a legit conversation. This is scary. You know, this is scary. You know, they like to joke that like Project Bluebeam, you know, isn't a real thing. But I'm like, listen, like if they're able to do this kind of stuff with voice cloning technology, just imagine combining that with with holographic technology. I mean, you, you know, it can get to some pretty wild places. Whew. In the beginning, it would require a large amount of samples explained Sabaro, Sabaro, Camp, Camp Hapti, a computer science professor and AI authority at Arizona State University. Now, there are ways in which you can do this with, with just three seconds of your voice. Three seconds, and with the three seconds, it can come close to how exactly you sound. 
With a large enough sample size, AI can mimic one's inflection as well as their emotion per the professor. And like, that's the thing, man. It's like, if it's like, <laughs> if it's literally capable of just inflection of copying everything, I mean, recently I saw, I'm, I'm going to find that article. I think I might end up doing some live streams on AI that they'll soon be able to copy the consciousness of dead ones of dead dead loved ones i gotta find it online but we're, you know we're getting into this uncanny uncanny valley of ai technology and human uh interaction and integration that is getting dangerous and this is this is scary to me i'll be honest this scares the crap out of me this is very intimidating because, you know, if you, like I said, imagine someone who's extremely vindictive and, and, and has a real good grasp of, of a, a, a voice cloning technology. They can do some real psychological harm and not even to gain, to get money or to scam people, just to torture an individual. I mean, you know, imagine, you know, the military doing this, the intelligence agencies doing this. They probably already do. You know, it reminds me of that movie Tango and Clash. Literally Tango and Clash. This is a movie in the 80s. Okay, a, a buddy cop movie in the 80s. I'm going to spoil it for you guys. But um, so if you don't want to hear the spoiler, it's, it really is worth the film. It's uh, Sylvester Stallone and... Is it Patrick Swayze? It might be Patrick Swayze or Kurt Russell. No. Yeah, it might be Kurt Russell. Um, and it's it's a really fun film. It's a really fun film. Um, but essentially, they get framed for murder. Um, and being dirty cops, um, because they use um voice cloning technology that um made it sound like they were dirty cops and that they were killing somebody and they were framed. And this was in the 80s. Okay? That's this is what I'm talking about. This was in the 80s that they were talking about having this capability of being able to frame people. So we really got to keep in mind about where is this going with this technology? Man, this is messed up. Think how Robert Patrick's sinister T-1000 robot from the sci-fi classic Terminator 2 Judgment Day parrots the voice of John Connor's mom to try to lure him home. Mm, I didn't even think about that. That's so true. This uh, DiStefano found the voice simulation practically unsettling given that Bree does not have any public social media accounts that has her voice and barely has any for a post on the mom's Facebook account. And th that's where I was thinking, because I'm like, well, how did they get access to her voice? And she's 15. And it's obvious that the mom is super, super aware of the dangers of social media. 
in public social media, which is which is really good to see. We don't have a lot of parents who are mindful of that. So kudos to the mom for protecting her daughter from, from social media. It looked like a healthy family. She has a few public interviews for sports school that have a large sampling of her voice described Bree's mom. However, this is something to be extra concerned with kids who do have public accounts. It doesn't even have to be kids. It can be anyone. Um, but the crying, because here's the thing. That's the, that's the scary part about the AI aspect of it, where it, 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 it mimics her crying and her inflection, things that you can't necessarily get from interviews unless she's crying in those interviews. But I don't get, I don't get the impression that she was probably crying in her interviews. So then this is the aspect of AI where, where I was alluding to is how much of it is an AI and how much of it is a person. You know, I don't want to get too deep into it on, on this live. I really just want to focus on this article, but like it, it really makes me start questioning certain things when it comes to artificial intelligence, artificial art, and just, you know, these kind of things, you know, the, just the word cloning alone in it makes you, makes me, you know, gets my, my tinfoil hat extra tight. Indeed. FBI experts experts warn that fraudsters often find their targets on social media, just like the FBI. <clears throat> okay. <laughs> if you have it in your public, if you have it, your info public, you're allowing yourself to be scammed by people like this, said Dan Mayo, the assistant um, special agent in charge of FBI's Phoenix office. Uh, you're going to be looking for public profiles that have as much information as possible on you. And when they get a hold of that, they're going to dig into you. In order to prevent being hornswoggled, that's an interesting word. He advises asking the scammer a bunch of questions about the abductee that the scammer wouldn't know. Oh, that's, that's good. Mayo also suggested looking out for red flags, such as if they're calling from an unfamiliar area code or using an international number, which happened to me the other day. I got a call from Germany, and I'm like, I don't know anybody in Germany. So, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Meanwhile... Uh, De Stefano warned people on Facebook to alert authorities if the scams you described happened to them or anyone she knew. Facebook. Boomer. <laughs> Most obvious, this girl it has plans to have a career as a professional skier. So kudos to her. The only way to stop this is with public awareness, she said. Also, have a family emergency word or question that only you know so you can uh, that, uh, vindicate. Is that vindicate? Validate. Yeah, validate you are not being scammed with AI. Stay safe. But here's the thing. If you're going to do that, you got to make sure that your phones are nowhere near you because they're always listening. 
even if they're turned off. You know, so it gets it just gets hard. It gets hard to tell. Her public service announcement is particularly timing given the recent spat of kidnapping schemes. Last month, uh, TikToker Beth Royce allegedly received a call from a mysterious man who demanded she pay him a thousand or he'd kill her sister. Yeah, we want uh, we want the uh, the TikTok about that. All the while, a woman could be heard sobbing in the background. All right. Meanwhile, in December, social media user Chelsea Gage received a similar call from a man threatening to kill her mom, whom she also heard weeping in the background. If she didn't shell out the same amount. In both instances, the victims forked over the ransom, terrified that the caller would harm their family members. Good Lord, is that it? Yeah, the article. That might be the end of the article. I guess that's it. Yeah, I guess that's it. It's a weird way to end it. Well, that was interesting. Well, I don't know what to tell you guys. Um, all I know is that, uh, we, we really need to have a serious conversation about, about how to address these aspects of AI. You know, this is really unprecedented stuff and very concerning. And I don't know if anyone is necessarily sure on how to address this um, because you know this technology it's it's free to the public anyone can create and and download and find these technologies but I don't know um, like I said it, it it the the fact that it got her her crying like it knew exactly how she would cry how where is it getting that data from so it just, it, you know, it's uncanny. It's the uncanny valley. And um, this is really bizarre. And, and I'm, I'm really concerned. I'll be honest. I never, I, I, I've always been iffy about, you know, artificial intelligence and just te- technology in general. And I've always been iffy about it. But I, I think this has really has gotten my attention. So I think I hope other people out there, you know, will take some some time and really think about the use of of the AI that that we're capable of using now, currently, and you know what does that mean for us as humans, and how do we uh, adjust and maintain our humanity without losing it to technology or this transhumanistic agenda that's being pushed. It's uh, 
it's very unprecedented. And I, I, I hope that, you know, as a veil continues to get lifted and, and more and more stories like this are reported on and people speak out that, you know, people will kind of look to their individuality to help them assess, you know, what does this mean for humanity? Because, you know, we're all in this together. I know they're trying really hard to make that uh, impossible. But, you know, it's this kind of technology is dangerous. And, you know, you, you know, you have the FBI here talking about how it's dangerous and watch out. And I'm over here thinking like, yeah, because you guys are out there probably using this technology. <laughs> I mean, who do you think came up with it? Let's be real here. Uh, so these are the things that we all need to think about and take into consideration and be mindful of. And be vigilant and be mindful and stay focused. I don't know what to tell you guys. This is wild stuff. Very interesting. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Lounge Ronin. If you made it this far, please make sure to hit that like button and leave a comment with your thoughts below and share this stream out as it would really be grateful and it'll help the channel grow. And until next time, stay positive, stay focused, stay true, and much love. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Lounge Ronin. To learn more about myself and how you can support Lounge Ronin, head over to my Patreon page at Ronin Art and Music. If you're interested in reaching out, follow me on my social media on Twitter, Ronin Art and Music, or at me at Kios Ronin, K-O-I-O-S-R-O-N-I-N. On Instagram, follow me at Ronin Art underscore music. And if you prefer, hit me up at my email at roninartandmusic09 at gmail.com. And if you're listening to this on your preferred streaming service, please make sure to subscribe. If you're listening on YouTube, make sure to subscribe, leave a comment and a review and slap that notification bell. On Apple Podcasts, please make sure to subscribe, rate the podcast and leave a review as this will help me and the podcast grow. Stay positive, stay focused, stay true and much love.